0: You're listening to the Red Moon Radio Podcast, episode number four. Today we're talking to Gabby, Ariel, and Seb, three of the members of Toronto Band, The Tailbreakers. Red Moon Radio is a weekly podcast dedicated to garage and psychedelic rock, as well as good old-fashioned rock and roll. We bring you the best new music, introducing you to your new favorites, along with interviews with bands to watch. Red Moon Radio is produced every Monday and is available on Podomatic at redmoonradio.podomatic.com and on Stitcher at stitcher.com red-moon-radio. You can also follow the show on Twitter at redmoonradio1, on Facebook at facebook.com slash redmoonradio, or get in touch by email at redmoonradio2015 at gmail.com. Links are available in the show notes on our Podomatic and Stitcher pages. Come back often and add us to your favorites. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, Aaron here again. Welcome to the Red Moon Radio Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If this is your first time listening, I'm really glad to have you join us. Today's show is the fourth for Red Moon Radio and is another episode that I've been dying to share with you all. I'm super excited for today's interview with members of the Tailbreakers, another great Canadian band out of Toronto, and the most recent band released by the superb label Unga Kubaka Records out of Richmond, Virginia. As always, the show's going to be great, so stick around for the interview coming up. And don't forget to check out our first three episodes with Michigan rocker Robbie Fisher, Manchester England's Stephen Evans of ZX Plus, and last week's episode with Travis Sargent of the Canadian band Betrayers. As I said off the top, today we're speaking with Gabby, Ariel, and Seb, three of the four members of Toronto's The Tailbreakers. To start off the show and get you excited for more, here's one of the songs from their debut self-titled album, out now in a limited edition red cassette through Unga Kubaka Records. The track is called Poisoned, and it was one of the first tracks that I heard from the band. It was more than enough to hook me, and I'm sure it'll do the same for you. Check it out. As the tailbreakers are a garage psych band in a classic 60s style that's hard to deny and even harder to avoid dancing to having released their debut album the tailbreakers on Ungakubaka records in late september this year the band has been getting great press for their unique yet timeless sound that mixes vintage analog live off the floor recording with garage and psychedelic rock influences and danceable beats I chatted with Gabby, Ariel, and Sebastian of the Tailbreakers via Skype last week from their place in Toronto. Hey, Tailbreakers. Hello. Hello. Thanks so much for joining us today on Red Moon Radio. It's really exciting to have you with us. Since we've got multiple members of the band for this interview, can you introduce yourselves and tell us a bit about yourselves? Uh,
1: I'm
2: Sebastian. I play guitar and I'm one of the singers. Uh, I've been playing for a while with
3: gaming and in other bands before, and now we formed the Tailbreakers about a year ago. I'm, uh, I'm Gabby. I'm, I also play the guitar, and I sing. I'm
4: Ariel. I'm the bass player. Um, I sing, and I'm the uh, eye candy on stage. <laughs> <laughs> now we're missing you, land, the drummer who couldn't make it.
0: So you guys were formed in 2014, and you played in other bands before?
3: That's right. Seven and I, we played in a band about four years or five years ago called Revolvers
2: that uh, for a while. Now we want to get back to the Roots, so, yeah, we started playing again with this other group It's trying to get to, yeah, Roots. I don't know. How,
3: we started know listening to, to different it. stuff since yeah. then, I guess, so now we're trying to do more of a garage rock, whereas before we were more uh, blues influenced because we really like the blues and Chuck Berry and all that, and we still, we still like that stuff and we still do covers of those guys, but... Uh, I guess we're older and we tapped into a into a better better. We got more electric.
0: <laughs> so Seb and Gabby, you played together before. How did the rest of the Tailbreakers form?
2: Uh, Elan, uh, the drummer, because we'd always hang out on the weekend. And one time, Elan said, Hey, instead of going to a bar, let's go to a studio and just have some beers there. And we started doing that every weekend. And after a few months, we actually wrote songs. And we realized, okay, now we should actually be playing this to people because. They're really good. And so we got a gig just uh, near our place. And we play all night. There are like three sets. And it's only us. So we started making that a monthly party. And from there, we started expanding to other venues. And we still do this monthly gig, which is really good. It's kind of like our own little hub.
0: Where is that at?
2: at well, not my dog. It's in Parkdale here in Toronto.
4: It's a small venue, so it gets really cozy. Yeah, the, the, the nice thing of that bar is a lot of musicians uh, play there or have played there. Um, some musicians that play bigger gigs in town um, usually know I'm not my dog because they've actually played there before. and you know we we got a few gigs after that one because be, just because of the, of the scene. so um, musicians would see us and they and you know they they thought we were good and they, they offered us different uh, gigs in bigger venues. so it was really like a platform to to get onto other. Bigger stuff.
0: You mentioned the blues influence, and I think there's still some of that in your music. But what are some of the other musical influences that you guys would cite? It
2: would be
4: going more into the 60s, like garage, surf rock and roll, also from surf. Late, surf. late 50s, early 60s. So you know, Dick Dale, um, a little bit of the on the rockabilly side, like uh, Link Gray and Duane Eddy to a certain extent, and then like you know, Ventures, uh, the Shadows, so that kind of early surf.
3: That's on the surf side, and then okay. we got the psychedelic side, which would include uh, the 13th floor elevators, sandals, chocolate watch band, the Seeds we're big fans. Seats, yeah, Music Machine. <laughs> we love those bands, and we try to uh, play tribute, and we do a lot of covers from them too, to just feed off ideas and try to come up with our own songs that are different but similar.
0: <laughs> what covers do you do?
3: Basically, all those bands we
2: mentioned, yeah. and so it's always growing. Again, because we play this night that we're playing music for three, four hours, so it's half covers, half raw material. It's a lot of time, so we're always trying to rotate the songs as well. And our our aim is to get people dancing and having a good time. Yeah. So it's always about what's a beat. We have some also downbeat, you know, to have
4: a good flow, but uh, a lot of it is to dance, too. Yeah, I think that's how we've been selecting songs. Ever since we started doing them, we realized that, the music uh, really drives people to to get on their feet. So we we try to select covers from that era, yeah. And our music, I think, our, our original music as well, is uh, also lends itself to that. So. Yeah, playing
2: with the other bands and going to a lot of shows, I kind of got tired of going to all these shows where people, people are just standing, and it's this draggy music and hypnotic, which some of it is just cool, but it's not for a night out. And I don't know. We're playing on the weekend after people have, have been working. We just want everybody to let loose, and have a good time, positive energy.
0: You guys sent along some songs from bands that you love to play on the show. Can you tell us a bit about them?
3: Okay, yeah. There's a one uh, Portuguese band from 1965 that they released a song that we used to cover. It's called the song's called Opus, and the band's called Os Morgans. Um, it's kind of like a, an obscure thing, but it w- it'll be nice. It's nice and
4: surfy. We have also uh, Midnight Hour, the famous, Mrs. Wilson Pickett, right? But uh, we do the cover by, well, we used to do the cover by Chocolate Watch Band, which is, in general, Chocolate Watch Band is a big influence on us. We do uh, another cover by them, a few other covers by them. So that's another one. There is one song I want to I wanna cover. It's called Baby Come Closer by The Lute. Really groovy. Another one, Trouble by the Music Machine. The Music Machine is also a huge influence. They're amazing. They're a new influence that in are newer songs. Yeah, they're they're are a lot. You might hear some Music Machine in the next album um, coming, bleeding across, bleeding through. And you're gonna miss me by the 13th Floor Elevators. One of our favorite covers to do, and you know, we that's usually started it all. That's what started it all, <laughs> in a sense, and we and we usually finish the night with uh, like as an encore, or a, or oftentimes we finish a set with "They're Gonna Miss Me" because I don't know. We d- we do a very kind of uh, a little bit heavier version of it, but it's can't you know, go wrong. <laughs> can't go wrong. And the last one you have here is "She's Coming Home," Blues and Goose. We do a lot of covers by Blues and Goose. not this one, but they're also uh, very ones.
1: I'm headed for a We'll be Never heeded it. How can you say you miss my love?
0: Any other bands that are contemporary that you guys listen to that you're into?
3: Oh, yeah. We're big fans of uh, the Alas,
4: Night Beats, the Black Angel, Black Angel. We discovered recently this band from Russia called the Thunder Beats that are yeah. amazing. So, And they're doing something very similar to what we're doing. I mean, they've been doing it for longer. They've been around since the 90s, but they're doing something very similar. And we discovered also a label uh, based in Italy that... Um, caters to that kind of you know 60s influence um, but you know doing that kind of thing today so it was interesting to discover that there
0: seems to be a resurgence in that sound in kind of popular music being in Toronto I'm sure you get to see a lot of bands come through that have similarities with you but uh...
3: well we went to see the Sonics not long ago and <laughs> they're not con- well I guess they're still contemporary but uh, there we get
4: <laughs>
0: where did the name the tailbreakers come from
4: from uh the song Boneshaker, it's the first yeah. song you the be. Yeah, if you identify the the lyric and it, it says uh you know do the tailbreaker at night. Uh, we just had this rock and roll song and it's like do
2: you wanna do the and we're trying to come up with a name for a dance. <laughs> and the tailbreaker came by. They're like, all right, she'll do the tailbreaker, that's the dance and then
4: the the dance. <laughs> not not in the other sense, just the dance. Yeah. I don't know why you make it so dirty, it's the dance. <laughs> And, uh, from there it was, uh, he, he, Yeah,
2: He recognized that that was the name.
0: debut self-titled cassette through Unga Kubaka. Can you tell us about the release and also how you got signed to the label? Yes.
3: Um, the release was a really good party. We had a really good party. Um, um, Dan from Anga Kubaka Records contacted us through our email and whatnot. I think I might have been a fan of his... Of his before he was a label, he was just like a Facebook group.
0: Right and a blog. Yeah, and
3: we just discover a new talent, a new oh, psychedelic right. band. And so I think when we got Electric Monkey out, our first single out, I think he might have seen it through there, through 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 me, or or I don't know, maybe it was just chance because I know he's a, a talent seeker or whatever. So um yeah, he just contacted us, and that was that was it. He's a nice guy. He offered to do tapes for us, cassette tapes, and uh, we said, why not? None of us have a cassette player, but <laughs> but it's all right. We're, we're big vinyl nice uh,
4: junkies. It was interesting in the concert, in the release concert, to see people actually buying the cassette. And some of them didn't have cassette players either, but they just thought that the the concept was so, uh, so interesting that they just decided to buy the cassette. So, um, you know... For those people out there who think that you're not going to be able to sell a cassette, then you know, think again.
0: <laughs> Just like there was the vinyl resurgence, there seems to be kind of a cassette resurgence as well. I was going to ask you whether you guys collected tapes, but obviously it's more vinyl. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: it's all vinyl, and we hope to some uh, some point soon be able to print vinyl as well um, without paying our own money for it. So that's the next uh, the next objective.
3: Yeah, if any labels, vinyl labels out there are listening to us, <laughs> um, we're highly interested in printing it on vinyl, and uh, a lot of people have been requesting it, and we're working on it. It's, it's going to
4: happen. But but just uh, call
2: one 800 Tailbreaker.
3: <laughs>
2: that's what we're playing. We've been talking to a few labels and going back and forth. So hopefully it'll happen this year, getting it vinyl. It's a long process, too, because it's all backed up all the time. We think... The
4: US might still be the best uh, option.
0: You talked a little bit about the beginning of the band and writing your songs. What's the typical writing and recording process for the Tailbreakers?
2: Writing, it changes. A lot of stuff from the album came out in the studio, like out of a jam, and then all of a sudden, hey, do that change again. And somehow we had a song. Uh, Some of them from the album, yeah, like one would take home, finish it off, bring it back. The process now more it seems we're each writing songs at home, and then bring into the band and getting all the parts out. Uh, the recording process was off the floor. We put eight mics on the floor, recorded it all live, and then added the vocals on top. Yeah, that's yeah, the basic. Yeah, mixing. Of
3: it. Yeah, we uh, we got the bed tracks uh, from off the floor, like Seth said, and then we would do the overdubs at my 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 own studio. I have my own studio at home, and we have a couple of. Um, track recorders, tape recorders, and we would do the delays, the overdubs, and the and the master. And then yeah, we took the the, the actual machine to the to the mastering plant, and uh, yeah, that was
4: it. Mastering studio. Yeah, mastering studio. It's a, it's a little bit of nepotism. Uh, my my uncle is a is mixer producer professionally, and so he gave us a a very good deal. He said that he didn't have to do much work, because we're, the mixing was all done on our side. But the mastering was pretty pretty essential to get it to work on, you know, sound roughly the same on all mediums and that kind of thing. It so. was pretty
2: much converting the tape onto digital. Yeah. That was like what we couldn't do by ourselves. Exactly. And then balancing.
0: So you guys have two music videos now for Electric Monkey and Rooster Call. Can you tell us about the videos?
3: Yes. The first video, um, we just wanted to... Just have a bit of uh, footage from each of us or hanging out and just have like, you know, the common video that most bands do have out there. Nothing too weird. And for the rooster call, we just went to Kensington Market around here in Toronto, a fun part of the city. And we took uh, a mask, a rooster mask, and we just started fooling around. We had a sort of a script. But uh, yeah, Gary wrote the script for yeah. that, but then <laughs> but then it just took its own way, and uh, yeah. uh
4: well,
3: yeah. no, we, it, was, it was accurate, yeah, yeah, it was accurate to the script, yeah. We, we had a good time doing it, and we decided
4: to go like Kensington Market is uh, you probably know, it's a very kind of uh, identifiable landmark in Toronto, and you know, we are a Toronto band, so we we do want it to come across in uh, in some sense, so it was. It was sort of essential to the video that some of these landmarks in Chinatown is in the video as well. Anybody who lives in Toronto is going to be able to identify that. So you know, it's also it's also establishing ourselves as a, as a Toronto uh, band. You know, we, we live in the city, we love the city. Oh, I never <laughs>
0: Plans for the album?
4: Huh, maybe. Nick, Nick Rooster is such a bitch that <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to not think of the next video uh, right
3: now.
2: <laughs> Actually, I, I would like to make one more, a few more. I did the editing for Rooster, and then once I understood how it was done, I was like, oh, this is fun. So I'd like to do a few more, but also it's getting the idea down and going out and shooting it, which yeah. takes some time. Yeah.
3: It takes some time. Right now we're focusing on trying to push the album out and get as many people to know it. Uh, we get ads on, on the Facebook page daily from a lot of people that are showing their support, buying the record on the album on online or when we play shows or through Ongaku Waka Records. So the support has been really good. And we're kind of feeding off it, and we don't want this to stop. So in the meanwhile, we're still uh, writing
4: songs yeah. and uh, getting getting things together. And yeah, now, now that we have the album, it's easier to promote ourselves as well. Um, in a sense, sort of expanding and, and getting uh, bigger audiences uh, might be a little bit easier right now.
2: We haven't reached out to all the campuses radios until this week, so until they get it, mm-hmm. it'll be a while. Uh, we're doing everything ourselves,
4: so like sometimes some things get delayed. And yeah, we're still we're writing new songs, working on them right now because we want to just keep the momentum going. Have a new album out by next summer, hopefully. We're to. New songs are sounding good so far. Yeah.
0: Good luck with it. Are you all from Toronto originally?
4: None of us is originally from Toronto. None of us in the band. Um, we're all South American. Yeah. So these two guys are from Argentina, Sebastian and Gabby, and myself and the drummer were um, Colombian.
3: We consider this to be home.
4: So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What is the garage and psych scene in terms of other bands in Toronto? What's it like?
3: To be honest, I don't think I don't think there's much of a scene for this kind of music that we like and enjoy. And that's why we try to branch up and have our own long with three sets gig and stuff like that, because we couldn't find anything like that in the city, happening in the city. It would always be like random bands going one after each other, and their their audiences kind of looking at each other and being like, what the heck is going on? So I don't think there's much, whereas, yeah, like it would happen in, in Austin or California or, you know, other places that there's a lot of stuff going on. It's not, it's not like that here. I mean, we actually
4: had an, an incredibly difficult time finding <laughs> a, a band to open for us that was sort of be a little bit coherent with our music style for, for the CD release and we didn't go with a band that uh, that resembled our style at all in the end we took a band that we knew we played uh, one house party with before free drain the kitchen party and we knew that they have uh, you know they have music that also lends itself to the dancing and stuff but they're really good vibes. They're more so of was, like a gypsy rock. Yeah, it's like a rockabilly gypsy kind of band. So they they opened for us and it was great. And you know, in a sense, it was it was nice that it wasn't identical in terms of the genre. But the first option was a, a band that so that you know you have you'd have some of uh, some something of a uniform genre throughout the night. And we just we didn't find one uh, for different reasons. But, but like Gabby said, the the scene here is not that big really. And here, like there
2: are a few bands that are close to us, but they're more they're missing like the swing. It's, like it's more like maybe punkish or a bit more hardcore like it's garage hard, hard garage i don't know if that's even a term but
3: i would uh, say toronto audience is a, a tough one for sure yeah yeah
4: it is. yeah Bands from out of town that's i mean that's definitely something good to be, that, that toronto has going for it they, they they have good bands coming from out of town But just a bands like from within i don't know like i've been to shows that Know that sell out at the Horseshoe Tavern or something like that. That are just it, It's they all kind of are a similar genre that sells um, to a certain extent. And even if it's indie, it's still like it's indie that it sells or something. So it, it is all kind of the same in a sense. So it's hard to find. It's hard to find where the the scene is, right?
3: Yeah, I would say I would say Toronto doesn't have a big psych scene. I don't want to piss anybody off by saying this, but I think I think it's the truth. I've been mean, to Austin, I, and you can't really compare it to what's going on there. Every band is amazing, and uh, they're friends with each other and stuff like that. There's no uh, competition or anything like that. So we would like to get more, more to know more bands that are like in the same mindset and, and <clears throat> as us. So we'll see. Hopefully we'll find some more, some more people.
0: You were mentioning your album release party a couple of weeks ago, and maybe you can just tell us a little bit about the show. Like, how was it?
4: We released a single before the show, and then this, the week of the show we released the Rooster video, all to kind of, you know, keep the hype going. And then
2: the opening band, Kitchen Party, they really warmed up the dance floor. Yeah. Like, the last three songs, everybody was already there at the front. They left it ready for us. We went on, I think we played two songs, and then we did the whole album, front to back. And I think we did like four encores. <laughs>
4: we came back for four more, and then yeah, we called it a night. And it was good, because we saw a lot of new faces that night, not the general crowd we rely on. They were there, of course, but we did see a lot of new faces. And, and so I think it did generate uh, interest in new groups. I was was uh, positive.
0: Right on. So you have your, your monthly show... Do you have any other shows that you want to tell the listeners about? And have you got any tour plans?
2: No tour plans, but our next show is uh, Halloween Burlesque Night at the Bovine, Bovine Sex Club. October 28th. Uh, we're going to be playing two sets, basically all night. Yeah, it's just us all night. There's going to be go-go dancers and burlesque dancers and Halloween nights.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's going to be a good party.
4: So to all the, all the young girls and, and guys out there... Get your uh, costumes on and come join us.
0: Oh, it's a costume party. Are you guys dressing up?
4: <laughs> well, if yeah, we come up with something. We're, we're, already, we're already dressed up usually. Like the way we just look in general already seems like we're in costume. I mean, you know, shouldn't be too difficult. But... We'll be like normal people. Maybe only Gabby.
0: <laughs> so before we end the interview, before we go, can you let listeners know how they can connect with you guys with the Tailbreakers online and where they can find you?
4: Yeah, for sure. Uh, first first and foremost, I think the Facebook page is the best place to go. That's where we're most uh, active. Um, so look up the Tailbreakers on Facebook. So we, you are able to see their uh, updates about uh, upcoming shows, um, new videos, new singles, that kind of thing. We already released the album, so you can get to the album through Facebook. Um, the album is available on Bandcamp, so if you just want to listen to the music, go to the Tailbreakers Bandcamp page. Those two sources, I think, are the are the two main ones that we use. Yeah,
3: if you want to get in touch with us for like putting out the album on vinyl, you can uh, get in
4: touch with us through our Gmail, which is thetailbreakers at gmail.com. You can also inbox us on the Facebook page. A lot of um, at least bookers and that
1: and that
0: kind of thing they do that often. So. Well, Seb, Ariel, Gabby, it's been amazing having you as guests on the show thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us and continued success with the self-titled album and also with your upcoming show for halloween thank you
3: it's our pleasure thank you for having us thank you very much we had a great time
0: i hope that when you release your next album you'll come back on the show
3: okay that's a promise all right thanks a lot good luck with the show eh thanks so much thank you thank you bye bye everyone out there
0: Thanks again to Gabby, Ariel, and Seb for talking to Red Moon Radio and sharing some great music with us. I hope you enjoyed their interview as much as we enjoyed recording it. During the interview, we heard a couple of songs from their brand new, self-titled debut album, the opening track, Bone Shaker, as well as the songs Electric Monkey and Rooster Call, both of which have music videos that you can find on YouTube. Track them down. They're both great songs, and the videos are really fun. As if to prove that they're a band that seeks to get their audience on their feet, Another one of the standout tracks on their new album is called Shake It. I dare you to listen to it and not tap your toes. Better yet, get up and shake it along with them. it up for another episode of red moon radio tune in again next week as we travel across the globe to speak with sydney australia's sloppy kiss soiree to end the show here's two more numbers from the tailbreakers wherein their surf influences are notable the excellent psychedelic surf of sonic ride and the closing song tres jinetes or the three horsemen thanks again to the tailbreakers for another memorable episode of red moon radio and thanks to you for tuning in until next week We'll